Shady Pines Radio. on next Chris with the comedy charlie with the facts we spitting game feeling like some max everything and nothing everything and nothing everything and then o-t-h-i-n-g hey everything and nothing everything and nothing everything and then o-t-h-i-n-g let's take a break step back one sec gotta take a moment for that mental health check no filter on our show one of us got lots of bread dynamic duo don't need no triple threat Welcome back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. Uh, this week's guest is Julia Corral, uh, currently a Portland comedian. Uh, I'm going to be honest, guys. We get real in-depth with the mental health check today. Uh, if you're not okay, definitely come cry with us like twice. Apparently, we've all been terribly abused by food at some point in our lives. And now Charlie is a slave to it. If you would like any of this to make sense, keep listening after this. Man, I think we can all agree that this has been a hell of a year. Things have been rough, but there is so much to be thankful for. I don't really need much sunshine and sweet touch. Start your sunny season with two summer hits from Steve Harwood. All That I Need, and Shadowland. Things are looking up, and Steve Harwood's here to sing it. Check out Steve Harwood on Spotify, or connect on Instagram at steveharwood underscore music. Because it's time to feel good again. Welcome aboard the Station Wagon. Every Sunday at the crack of noon, Pacific Time, Callie and Brian, that's me, I'm Brian, invite a musical guest on the air to hang out and play some tunes. So tune in each week, drop some coins in the virtual tip jar, and get your Sunday afternoon live music fix. On Shady Pines Radio. To another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. I'm your host, Chris. This is my co-host, Charlie. I'm Charlie. And today's special guest is Julia Corral. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and also her, her Chihuahua Pug Penny occasionally. Yeah, it depends how many she gets. <laughs> we're, we're always happy to have pets on the show. Yeah, she like... Uh, so our last Chihuahua Pug, it's like the only breed we get because they sleep 16 to 17 hours a day and they're just like, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> like You only have to walk it once. Uh, but our last one used to howl 
on command, like you would be like, I love you. <laughs> Great party trick. This one does no party tricks. She just cuddles. Which is fine. Hey, that's a great party trick. That's pretty great. That's, that's yeah. pretty much my party trick. <laughs> but it sounds like if you if you're looking for a dog that sleeps sixteen to seventeen hours a day, I think you're looking for a cat. <laughs> She's basically like a cat, and I. Uh, it's very funny because like. I'll have other comics come and they just like fall in love with her because she's hearing her name. Oh. Yeah. There she is. Hi there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Chihuahua pug breeds are the best. They're just pug and Chihuahua and so freaking cute and have the pug tail. I love them. <laughs> I've had some cute pugs in my life. Not my own, but like my, <laughs> my friends' pugs that would just like, they just. Like, oh, we run over and like just fall on their backs, like rub my belly. <laughs> and like, right. I'm close to 40, and it's like, I definitely want to have kids, but I don't know if it's going to happen. So, like, now, like, I'm like those weird pug people <laughs> who like go to pug events with other pugs and other, like, like, no, it's like <laughs> Comic Con for pugs, but kind of a little more creepy. Like, like, do people dress up like pugs? No, but there's pug artwork and like pug, like different like pug pillows and furnitures and pug photo shoots. It's <laughs> like very funny. When you love your animal, <laughs> you go a little crazy. But it's kind of elitist because they'll have like events and they'll be like pugs only, like pug mixes. They're like keep your other breeds at home sometimes <laughs> like wow that's yeah that is uh... <laughs> look i mean i think that's the same though as having like comic-con or like no i guess that's the wrong way to start this having like one of the anime conventions you know and then being like but okay like just anime though you can't just walk in here with your static shock or your justice league or whatever i think that makes sense actually because like we're here to appreciate pugs yeah you bringing other dogs here is just fuck with my vibe get the hell out <laughs> but like you can mix it up because like at comic-con like like you know it'll be like all comic book heroes but then it's like take a picture with scott bayo who's like <laughs> never done sci-fi like there's always yeah. some like random person i know and then, one year it was uh uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who played Face on the A-Team, uh, Dirk Benedict, and I really wanted to go see him. Just because, like, in, I mean, he was also in Battlestar Galactica, the original one, so he is kind of a sci-fi actor, but, like, now he's, like, 70 years old. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, it's Face Man from the A-Team. <laughs> Why is he here? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they're, like, I... Like, people who get it, like, get it. Like, you know, there are some, like, actors who are like, I'm above this. But, like, imagine, like, you just get to, like, live off of this one character. Like, I met Henry Winkler at a car show, and he hugged all the babies. He was very grateful and probably made $500. I'm afraid we might have lost Chris there, but well, I think we did, too. Oh, oh. there he is. Hi, Chris. Hey, we're back. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we were back. Hey. Was I just frozen and you two were fine? Uh, you disappeared and uh, on my screen, then you came back. Oh, okay. 
Anyway. So yes, I I had a problem, and you guys were fine. Noted. <laughs> also, welcome back, Penny. Welcome back, me. Yeah. Her motto is "She's cute, but she bugs." <laughs> <laughs> She's the worst. Uh, so ignore her. Um, how are you guys doing today? Am I supposed to? Chris, Chris how are you doing today? How about we start with you? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So uh, I ha- I have been doing therapy for a while now, um, and we finally reached a point where this last Thursday, my therapist was like, "So, like, you you know that you you are depressed, right?" I was like, "Okay, but like the last therapist told me that I just have things that seem like depression and anxiety because of my PTSD," and he's like, "No, no, no, don't get me wrong." 24 years of being traumatized really fucked you up. That is true. But also, these are genuinely like every single fucking symptom of depression. So you have that. You can (laughs) have both. One doesn't mean you can't have the other. And I'm like, okay, well, that is not what I was led to understand before now. And that might explain two or three things. And he's like, I've feel like it explains more than two or three but okay <laughs> no that makes it so like i'm all so i like started doing comedy again you know and it's bringing up a lot of feelings like yeah feelings of like is it am i enough am i funny am i you know so i've been really like telling my therapist like i'm really anxious and like the other day he was like i feel like you focus on your anxiety but what about your depression <laughs> like, it was like that too and I was like <laughs> my anxiety comes at me so it's the thing I think about like it wells up it does some shit I definitely feel my anxiety my depression just kind of exists it's it's a background noise at this point and it's the better one it's like I my <laughs> depression like lets me eat nacho cheese for breakfast <laughs> and sleep all day so I would like take that over. I mean, that's just me. That that's not depression. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass that buck. That's just what I would do. That's a happy Chris right there. <laughs> I, I do distinctly remember Chris asking me one time, do you know where he can get like a restaurant sized can of nacho cheese? It is called a number 10 can. Okay? It is called a number 10 can. Yeah. And you know to be the Inco, they have small cans that have like a plastic lid that you could like store it so you don't have to eat it all in one day. So, so why like, would I not eat it all in one day? Because well, sometimes they're just like taking a spoonful, like people do it with peanut butter. I, I do it yeah. with peanut butter. It's yeah. so good. It's my favorite. Well, this is already <laughs> my favorite episode this year. <laughs> Fucking hands down. Nacho cheese is all it takes. <laughs> I look, I am I am an easy man to please. I don't know what to tell you. Melted cheese is my jam. <laughs> I know. It's really true. It's like they need to have it more. Like, that's why I love Taco Bell. It's the only thing I like every time I go to Taco Bell. I'm like, okay, but give me all this, and then I want you to add nacho cheese to yes. this, this, and this, and I want it. A second time on this, because I know you're not going to put enough. <laughs> uh, my best friend from high school, she's still my best friend. I, I like, I don't know, like women are weird with eating, 
but she would like get mad at me because like I would just like finish the nacho cheese side in like three bites. And then she's like, but you have all these chips. You're wasting all these chips. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about the chips. Like I just, I have to use it. <laughs> so you don't think I'm a weirdo by taking the shot. Nah, I just, rawr, it's bad. I don't know how I have a girlfriend sometimes if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> Cause it's not like I'd stop doing these things. I was like, no, you chose to live with me. So. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> See, my family is all about the chips. I was talking to my mom and she's like, yeah, I kind of want to go out to Mexican food, but I realized something. The only reason I would want to go out to Mexican food is I like chips and salsa and I could just buy chips and salsa. I'm like, it's so true. We just go places where there's chips and we just eat. So, and we just that's like we love tortilla chips it's just so i i order an a side of chips and nacho cheese sauce from taco bell because i want chips and nacho cheese sauce all the time i order salsa they're such bad chips and i, I said look i've worked taco bell twice i know what the fuck i'm talking about they are terrible chips <sighs> i know chris i don't care i uh i'm mexican and my family's Mexican and I would hate it because the only restaurants they ever want to eat at are like Mexican restaurants. And it's like, well, that's what we eat at home. And then, <laughs> do you guys know? So I'm from California. It was called Sioux Plantation, but it was called Sweet Tomatoes out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade graduation, I made my whole family go and they still bitch about it to this day. <laughs> They're like, you're not going to make us go to that salad place. And like, <laughs> only like i'm going back to california we're gonna my grandpa's 94 we're driving to san diego like a three-hour drive just to get more mexican food like <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i don't know i kind of get it because like my grandma's from thailand like uh-huh and so we have like six restaurants in the Fairbanks area that we would just hit up constantly because either an aunt or an uncle was the owner of that restaurant. So like we would just go out to Thai food all the time, which is the same thing my grandma would be making at home. <laughs> so like same thing, but I've never thought it was bad because I always want more Thai food. So. <laughs> So I'm part of the problem, apparently. <laughs> in Portland, there's this fancy-ass restaurant called Farmhouse. It's like fancy Thai. Um, it's like was San Francisco's best thing. But basically, like, we ordered sushi one night and took three hours to go. And they gave us, like, our money back. Because I was like, I don't care that you're taking long, but I can't have sushi after four hours. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to get sick. So they gave me a refund and there's this restaurant in Portland and it's a Thai restaurant. And it's basically like this party size serving tray for six people. And then me and my boyfriend just ate it. The two of us. For <laughs> it was delicious. That sounds great. Yeah. My, uh, it's kind of weird side note. My stepdad is from Mexico, but he doesn't really like spicy food. So um, my mom's family is Norwegian and so we go down to uh, it, like uh, on the 17th of May, it's Norwegian uh, Constitution Day. And in Seattle, there's a huge parade. And so we'll always go because we know people who are like involved with the the committee to put it on. And we go and get a spot at this Indian restaurant on the street uh, watching the parade while it's going by. And we're just eating Indian food. <laughs> but um, 
again, my stepdad doesn't really like spicy food and he can't handle Indian spicy food at all. Like it's so hot for him. So he has to get like his own like mild spicy or his mild butter chicken. And that's the only thing he can handle. <laughs> my favorite part of that story is like, not that your stepdad has like acid reflex. <laughs> he like dropped Norwegian like constitution day. Like this, this is normal. I've never heard of that. Like, this is like the third time Norwegian Constitution Day has come up on this podcast. It's a big holiday in my calendar. We celebrated it's... it last year because we've been doing what this podcast for it? way too long. That's right. <laughs> what? What day is it on? It is on the 17th of May. Setnamai, they call it. And it, there are two big celebrations in the world. That's Oslo and Ballard, Seattle. <laughs> Oslo, Norway. Oh, that's cool. It's like, and there's one in Wisconsin too. That's like, yeah, but or Minnesota or something. But um, I'm learning so much. <laughs> Charlie does that, but it, it is it's like massive, and like all the high schools in the area, or like the greater Seattle area, like send marching bands, um, just tons of uh, it, like it's better than the Fourth of July parade in Seattle, like easily. It's, I've never been to that either. Like uh, none of these things. Like, the, are you from Seattle? Is this what I'm missing? Are you? I I, I grew up in the Seattle area. Yeah, so uh, we would go all the time. Kind of north of Seattle, but I'm I'm actually from England, so that's just a confusing other thing. We don't. Yeah, Charlie's <laughs> there's no British dude. <laughs> there's no parades or anything to talk about really from England. So just different part of the conversation. Oh, and British food. That's a whole other thing, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just telling Chris today, I was like, all week long at work, like, I, you know, I eat just kind of bland stuff. <laughs> and then, so today I was like, I really need, so I got um, Koi Fusion because I wanted something really spicy. <laughs> so I got, like, bulgogi tacos. Oh, oh so yeah, good. Koi Fusion bomb. I just found out there's one close to my house. It's dangerous. Yeah, I just love bulgogi. Yeah. Chris, have I taken you to um, Dukeby in Beaverton? No. It's my favorite Korean place, and it's uh, so good. But guess what? You don't have to go to Beaverton because you can go in Sandy, and there's a spot that sells the Dukeby noodles. Oh, get them in town boom now who's learning shit that's crazy <laughs> i had no idea i live in beaverton so i'm closer to Dukeby, yeah. but. i'm a huge noodle fiend yes i mean i'm a huge fiend of all food i gained so much weight during this pandemic i'm now on keto um i've lost 12 pounds but for keto you. I think I'm doing dirty keto because all I'm drinking is White Claws <laughs> and uh, and then eating flavored sour cream. Okay. Wait, so, what flavored sour cream? I don't know. I just put different seasonings on it. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, but I've gone through all... I've tried like every seltzer. This one's the Coors seltzer. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Can My you- girlfriend has begun that journey. Yeah, can you give us a, a rundown of your of the of the seltzers? Can you give yeah, us Yeah, what's your what's list? your ranking here? What's your what's your top Number three? One, nude seltzer. Okay. Peach, okay. peach, peach, peach. So delicious. Number two, Bud Light 
seltzer or Budweiser seltzer, strawberry. All right. That does sound good. And number three, any of the lemonades. Okay. Of the lemonades. That's good to know. I heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I know. And like, that's the thing. Like, it's kind of like when I first, I think on like Facebook, I put like, I'm going to tell you like Bud Light Seltzer is like so much better than White Claw. And everybody was like sending me hate threats. And I was like, calm down. It was just like White Claw was the first one. And then everyone perfected a better version. Now they're forgotten. It's like they're like the LaCroix. No one's drinking LaCroix anymore. Yeah, well, except for me, but <laughs> really, you're not I drinking love- the polar. I I have gotten the polar, uh, just because I like you can get the big bottles of polar and stuff now too, which is. But the Lacroix limoncello, like as a treat for myself, I gotta have it. <laughs> Charlie, I feel like you're being just rude to me because I like dogged you on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not intending any hostility. I just Lacroix limoncello. It's good. You know, Charlie's English. He doesn't know how to express hostility. He only knows how to express passive aggressive behavior. Yeah. It's and so Chris on my mental health check <laughs> this week. I kind of um, I saw the sun for the first time in a while. <laughs> Number one, I went outside. Oh, I guess it has been a minute, huh? Uh, and, um, I, I'm, so I bought this camera, which you're, that's what I'm using right now. So I'm like kind of taking myself on this weird photographic journey. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm into photography, maybe a side hustle. I'll do this again. But anyway, it's completely distracted me. And now when I'm at work, I'm like, Oh, I was just mad that I had to be here and like work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I guess is why we're always mad. About, but anyway, I was like, I kind of had this realization that I've been so caught up in my own head. I'm just like, why am I mad about it? It's like, I don't know. I'm I'm still like frustrated about work, but I don't know. I'm, the other thing that's happened is that I'm now working more morning shifts. And I have like an actual schedule. I can get home and still have time to do things before I go to sleep. So that's been really good for my mental health, I think wake up early and it's like beautiful outside and like go to work you know yeah i was gonna say you travel to and from work how is today the first time you've seen the sun in a while well okay i mean i that's that's part of it too is like i can see how nice it is and then i'm inside for nine hours and i come outside and it's gone (laughs) and i'm like oh there another day wasted i'm a day older i'm about to die you know well, like consistent schedules, like are a form of like, like when you have inconsistent schedules, it's a form of control. And that's why like when you have entry level positions, like say you're like a server or you work like retail and they constantly change your schedule. It's like a way that they have like power over you. And that's like where they have unions, like, because for somebody to not like tell a human, okay, because they can keep your schedule the same and like, say you have these two consistent days off and they don't like that fucks with you. That's like not seeing the sun. Like you guys are, you guys are like nerds, right? I'm a nerd. I'm not interesting you. It's like that one story um, about the little girl who goes to Mars and they lock her in the closet. It's Uh, a Ray Badbury story. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Summers in a day. 
Yeah, I think, yeah. And I always feel like that character being locked in the closet when I have to work and you just see sunlight outside and you're just so sad. No. Yeah. So the Chris has been to where I work and it's like, there's, it's on the second floor. It's on uh, Northeast Broadway, kind of up there by the Moda Center. And Mm -hmm. it's just the whole front area is just windows and this one huge window where this like the sun when it's setting is just right there and like you're just bathed in the sunlight you can't even see but i'm just like i can't like i'm so close but yes. so far like so i'm yeah tomorrow i'm really trying to take some time for myself and again i'm trying to um learn how to be a photographer i guess i don't know <laughs> So if anybody wants some headshots done, uh, they're free. <laughs> I mean, I should probably get some done since I'm apparently doing comedy again. Yeah. Uh, you, have you been out? I have not. My I, I have to go out this Tuesday because Dirty Angel is who's putting me on on April 7th. So I got to go oh. hit their mics a couple times before I do a show again. Uh. I've been there t- two weeks in a row now. And yeah. I'll be on one of their shows as well. Um, I mean, it's starting to happen. And it took me a, like a really long time to come out. Um, I had like a really weird pandemic. And then also, it is scary going back into the world again. You know? Yeah. You know, you're... Uh, ooh. But I've been going out and it, I, it does make you feel better. Like the microphone in your hand will automatically make you feel, and it'll make you feel worse going. I'm so nervous about it, which is weird. I wasn't nervous the first time I started doing comedy, or any of the times I've come back (laughs) to comedy. But for some reason, this one, because I've I've gone a whole year, Julia, where I didn't write a single joke. I didn't do a mic. I didn't write a joke. I I took an actual break from comedy, which is a thing I didn't know you could do until the world broke. And I was like, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, I feel good. I feel like I've written a whole set since I've been back and I haven't been back that long. Like like a couple of weeks, but that's all it took again to like just spark it. Uh, I'm lucky all I do is shit on my boyfriend. Um, So I have endless material. I know it's harder for you. You can't just shit on your girlfriend. You know, on stage. Yeah, she would not approve of that. Yeah, so it's uh, a little different. And my boyfriend's in the room right now while oh, I'm yeah. paying, I'm sure. Yeah. Gilly is a good sport about it, though, so. No! This is what's so funny. Sabrina and me look exactly Oh, God damn it. <laughs> everyone has thought. I'm so sorry. No. Every oh, I got no. booked on a show and somebody was like, Julie, I want you on my show. And they're like, what's your last name? I'm like, Con- they're like Contreras. I was like, no, that's Sabrina. <laughs> or like, or like uh, Sabrina got, got off a stage and Diana Potter was like, you sound just like Julia. And she's like, no, we're two Mexican girls who wear glasses. I'm so sorry. Because you, you, I've, I've been there. Me and Jean DeWeber are apparently interchangeable. Yeah, I see it. I, well, yeah. I know. 
<laughs> but like people will be talking to me about stories that they think I was a part of. Yeah. But I wasn't. It was Gene. And like, they'll be like, no, Chris was there. And I'm like, nope, nope. That was, if it wasn't me. So it was Gene. It was Gene DeWeber. And he was like, oh yeah, it was a different car. I'm like, how did you not? So I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, it happens every show I've been out at. And Sabrina and me both laugh at this. Like we like, we joke about it constantly. Like we text, we're good friends. And the same thing always happens to us, trust me. And it's weird because like Sabrina, I guess does sound like me, but she sounds like me more if she was like Fran Drescher version of me. Cause she's more like- Her oh, laugh. <laughs> and, I, and so I'm like, what? Uh, the Latina Fran Drescher. Put it I'm on a well, shirt. I'd watch it. I'd watch that version of the nanny. Yeah. So I'm going to do my mental check-in right Oh, here. please. Absolutely. I got asked to do a podcast. And I think that they booked the wrong person. Oh, no. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no. No, I started, so you guys, I started therapy. It took me like a really long road to get here. So I'll give you the backstory. My mom died suddenly, like it's not even a year yet. And then my grandma died and my whole life, like just, you know, when your mom dies and you become an orphan and you're just like, no one will ever love me again. And it's fine. And it's this journey. So I like stayed away from comedy. I stayed away from a lot of things. I except hard seltzer, obviously. But now I'm like, I need to get into therapy. So I found a Latino, uh, I found a Latinx therapist. And at first I knew I wanted a woman and no woman wrote me back. And I was like, only men. And I was like, how can I go to a man therapist when I don't respect anything a man has to say, you know? But then I was like, the universe is telling me to get a therapist. And so he's good. I, I'm working with him, like, what's the difference between the trauma my mother gave me and then the generational trauma I've gotten through, like, immigrating through the United States? What is this? And uh, I told him, like, I deflect a lot. I use humor when I'm awkward. Uh, but I said, I, I cannot cry unless I'm angry and I cannot cry unless I'm watching a movie or I'm drunk. There's no, I just can't cry about my mom. And so we had a breakthrough, like, this asshole got me. Like 45 minutes in, 30 minutes in, the floodgates were pouring. Like, oh. And then he comes with this therapist thing. And he was like, now you just need to ask your like yourself the question. Like, you loved your mom, but what part of her do you want to die? Like the bad things, you know? But what part of her do you want to live forever? You know? And then I'm crying even more. And then he's like, are you going to be okay? And I said, yeah. And he's like, do you have someone to take care of you? He's like, yeah. He's like, see you next week. Like, that's what he's telling you about therapy. Hey, he asked the two important questions first. He's <laughs> like, you're going to fucking leave me like this? Well, your hour's right about up, so. <laughs> and the shitty thing is, it was like, we've gone seven minutes over each one, and we stopped six minutes early on this one. I was like, you asshole. <laughs> 
And then do you guys have opposite sex therapists? Do you have like, do you have a female therapist? So I started with a, a female therapist named Meg and then she retired in November, but she had been having to use her friend Chuck as a consult for anything I was talking about regarding comedy or anime anyway. So when she retired in November, I just went to Chuck. Um, I think it was a lot easier for me to talk to Meg, especially at first. Um, and it's because a lot of the traumas that I've dealt with are from men. I don't have a whole lot of guy friends. The fact that me and Charlie are friends is almost a miracle. If he wasn't <laughs> like a cuddly teddy bear version of a human being, this wouldn't have worked. Um, well, yeah, like, because um, have you ever heard of the term like it's called like relation? Like I don't, I don't know what he said. It's like relationship trauma, and it's basically like your inability to have relationships stem from like your tender points of like childhood. Yeah. And so the, one of the reasons I'm going to therapy is not that I don't have friends. I hate all my friends. <laughs> like every single person I meet, I hate them. Like, and I was like, I hate all of you. Like I'll have a beautiful, like I'll have a birthday party and invite all of my friends. And when they show up, I'm like, why did these assholes come? <laughs> So, yeah, so I could, like, if that's beautiful that you're able to, I'm just trying to make a connection with anybody, but that's beautiful that you've been able to make a connection with Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I do get that, though, because, again, I don't, I don't, for me, it's not hate, it's a lack of trust. Trusting people is hard. Um which is dumb because I'm convinced that it's not. I'm like, no, I trust everybody. And my therapist be like, oh yeah? So if this scenario were to happen, who who would you go to for help? Oh, I'd fix it. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Because I, I realize he's like, he's like, I don't think you hate anybody. I think you're just like guarded. And like, um, I don't know if you've ever been told this, like, the reason like I hate everybody is because for each person I put on a different face and mm -hmm. so he basically told me I've never been a hundred percent with anybody. And so I hate these people because they don't know the hundred percent of me, but it's also not their fault because I only give 70% of myself to people. And then you start thinking, you're like, Oh fuck, it's me. <laughs> All these nice people are just being the best. Yeah. I kind of started having, uh, I started thinking about some of that this week. I, I had a similar thought about some of that. I don't know. Just, I've I kind of been really high this week too, but it's like, sometimes I'll just have kind of like that late night in bed realization. Like, huh. But yeah, that same, I don't know. Along those lines. Anyway. I'm, Chris Harrison, like the craziest, like scariest face ever. He does a scarier, crazier face. Uh, does he? When he thinks I'm not uh, noticing, and and then he'll just like hold it for a while until I notice it again, and it freaks me out every time. But, anyway. Yeah, I can't uh, sit like I used to smoke weed. Sometimes I do, but the thing I realized about like weed is like I don't have the ability to sit in paranoia. 
So like yeah. I thought, oh, I get paranoid with weed, but everybody gets paranoid with weed. I don't know if I've really gotten paranoid. Uh, really? One time I thought, okay. Okay, maybe, maybe I did. One time I thought I was turning into a Republican while I was really high. I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't buy this weed anymore because it makes me a Republican. The Trump weed? What did you get? Like the Melania strand? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember what it was. I just I just, just decided never to buy it again. And, but I was just sitting there thinking like, hmm, these people don't deserve all this money. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Did you know that Shrista has her own weed strain that dropped? No, that's amazing. It's called Shrista, and if you go to Green Muse, you can get it. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm gonna like just get like one nacho platter named after me and have that drop. Okay. But it's going to be one hell of a nacho platter from what I'm hearing. So I'm pretty excited about it, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be like plain nacho. cheese. Like nacho, it's just going to be a bowl of nacho. It's going to be a vat of nacho cheese? Yes. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> we were talking about how like uh, the I used to smoke a lot of weed. Um, and by smoke, I feel like I was peer pressured a lot. Like I smoked weed for the first time when I was 12. Okay. I remember. Um, and I remember being so scared. I know this is silly, but I remember like I took a shower and instead of using my soap, I used like the Neutrogena like body wash. Like this was me. And I was like, oh, I'm really high. But my friends, like everybody would be like, smoke weed, smoke weed. And then I would, and then I would immediately ruin the night. Like, cause I don't shut up. And then when I'm high, I'm all paranoid in the corner. Oh, I'm going to die. But then you miss Charlie saying that he smoked weed one time and now he's a registered Republican. Yeah. I just, I, I was like sitting there. And was, the I, we were wa- like, people were like watching the news and I was like, well, it was like, this was in, uh, I guess last May or something like that. You all of a sudden became Tucker Carlson. Yeah, it was weird. I was just sitting there and I'm like, guys, I think I think this weed is turning me into a Republican. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a weird feeling. I don't my know. grandma was like a really funny woman and my family's hardcore Democrat. And she used to do a Trump impersonation, which I don't know, like by the end your mind starts going and she's watching the Mexican news. And like she was like, Julia, you know, Trump. I hate him. I hate him. But sometimes he just says the right things, right? <laughs> I was like, what? No. It's like he gets it right. <laughs> it's like, you're crazy. What are you listening to? Here's here's the thing. Like, he was endlessly entertaining. You know, there was not much, like, funnier than him to watch, in my opinion. Because it was just like, he would just say something stupid. And you're just like. Someone just said that. That was real. Like that was a real thing that just happened. It was completely ridiculous. I don't miss it, but it's, you miss the content. You get that like content creation bug. You're like, that's funny. Like <laughs> that's stupid, but that's terrifying. It's horrible. It's was. like it's the scariest thing you could watch. But I love that. Like I don't know. I just can't like pay attention to politics because it like like. Like watching Joe Biden fall off those stairs yesterday, like I just see an old man. 
Yeah. Like, I can't. It's like someone's grandpa, someone's great grandpa, just falling down the stairs. Like, imagine, like, like you just sold an old person fall. And I just see old people when I like watch the news, and it's too much for me. I'm too sensitive. Yeah, I, I can't stop thinking about like how Nancy Pelosi and my grandma are the same age. Gross. You're like, I don't even let my grandma drive. <laughs> no, my, Why my grandma is, is very with it. Uh, more more so than we thought she she's, would be at the stage. She's, <laughs> she's she's doing great for her. How how old are you? I'm thirty. Okay, and how old's your grandma? What is seventy two? Eighty one. Eighty. Shut the fuck up, Nancy Pelosi's eighty one years old. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looks so good. That's just well, that's crazy. what that California senator money will get you. So I'm telling you. Like I'm from California. Fuck. Should have been a senator. I mean, she gets she gets like great health care. She's doing fine. Oh, my boyfriend just was fact checking. By the way, we have the fact checker in the background. No, she turns eighty one in six days. Okay, so my grandma's older, but they're around the same age. (laughs) That is insane. I don't look good, and I like look at me. What? You look better than Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Points. <laughs> See, you got points. We did it. We did it. <laughs> well, I'll just say it. It's been like 30 uh-huh. minutes, 45 minutes. We haven't hit one yet. My my boyfriend just said she's worth 120 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's rich as hell. I mean, it's the same thing with like what is it Prince Philip, who's the queen's like husband? Yeah. And like, have you seen all those memes about him? I can't even yeah. look at it. Like he's the old as He's just a ridiculously old guy. They they both are old, you know. Been old forever. <laughs> it seems like. I need to get into politics now. Just yeah, see. do it. I, I I mean I think it, we we've had a have... few people on our show talk about getting into politics. Ash the J, uh, what was it? Hijinks. Hijinks said it. Yeah, he said he was going to oh, do. Yeah. Uh, he said he was going to do vice president to Ash's president. Yeah. Oh, I, I've heard Ash talk about that, too. I uh, I don't know if you know this. I have a political career. My I won fifth grade class president. Oh, congratulations. Um, I ran because I hated this girl. <laughs> and I knew I would win. And I did. And then she transferred schools. And then I got double congratulations. Yeah. Then I got bloodlust. Yeah. I was like Kevin Spacey house of cards. And then I ran all that through like senior year. Wow. But then senior year I got humbled because I lost ASB president and I still hate that guy till this day. (laughs) I was junior class, uh, treasurer, secretary treasurer. And it was my idea that the prom that year uh, was on, uh, they're called Argosy cruise ships and they just go out of Seattle and they uh-huh. cruise around, cruise around Elliott Bay for four hours and then come back. I'm so sorry. Got, what? This is the, this is what your dance was. My, the prom that I, well, I, it was my idea and I helped the president and my uh, vice president organize it, but yeah. But no, like your school Fresh did this. Money? Yeah. What the we, had, fu- we had the money in the budget. Fuck you. Well, I'll say this. I was prom coordinator and we had it on the Queen Mary. And then I lied and said I had a vote 
like the whole class had a vote, but I didn't have a vote. I just picked everything I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Madonna crazy for you theme. Like it was like Madonna theme. I was like, I'm going to do it. Charlie, did you do this to impress somebody? Or did you do this out of the kindness of your heart? Well, I mean, it it was kind of like we, we went, we had meetings every week. Um, So there's somebody. It was kind of, it was kind of something. I was seeing somebody at the time and I, I did take her to the dance and we did dance. It was a great time. Actually, they had three floors. So what we had was like, this, this is, this is the dream, right? So the, the bottom floor was like the dance floor. All the kids were hanging out there. The second floor, they actually had food and they just provided it. And it was like chocolate dipped strawberries and like um, chocolate chip. I and like, hate your school, Charlie. <laughs> and like, That's not true. I'm think, jealous. I'm I very think, jealous. I think one of the uh, chaperones we had went to Costco and just got like big things of Costco cookies. Or like, there's just co- cookies everywhere. And then on the third floor, they had a projector. So we had Guitar Hero hooked up when kids were pl- out there playing Guitar Hero. And you could go out on the deck and like have a romantic moment looking at the lights on Elliott Bay. It was, oh, God, it was great. You took us there. That is great. I tried to go to one dance and they wouldn't let me in. And I'm still mad about it to this day. And it was the only dance I was ever allowed to leave my house to try and go to. I'm so mad at everything you just described. That is. (laughs) I had to clean our entire garage from top to bottom from the wreck my dad had turned it into over 10 years within two days. And if I was able to do that, I was allowed to hop on a bike and try and go to the fucking school to go to this dance. And I did these things and I dressed as nice as I could. And then I couldn't get through the doors because I was five minutes late. And I (laughs) am still so fucking angry about it. No, I wasn't expecting that. That's too much for me. (laughs) I thought they just weren't going to let you in, but... I like, thought it was because you were like dressed too gothic. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what no, I was Chris, yeah. No, I tried my goddamn oh. best. Heartbreaking. I just wanted to be loved. Oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> now let me say, Chris, I've been to many school dances. Not one of them made me be loved, but I did have fun at most of them. I mean, I loved myself. I did a bunch of drugs at school dances. I would have loved to have done either of those things. (laughs) Instead, I got back on my bicycle and rode my ass back home. Pobrecito. (laughs) Yeah, me and Charlie over here are like at our rich schools with our abundancy and dances just bragging. I'm not bitter or anything. (laughs) (laughs) I, at one point when I was, uh, it was like right before I left Alaska, I was working at the airport because I was trying to figure out how to stow away on an airplane so that I could leave Alaska. Um, (laughs) That's true. That's why I got this job. (laughs) And instead they just kept promoting me. And eventually I made friends with somebody who helped me get a ticket for 70 bucks. And then I was just out. But one day my boss was with me and it was like seven in the morning at this point. And he stops and he looks at his watch and he's like, wait, but you started at like 
10 yesterday. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, like 10 yesterday morning. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, wait, how are you still here? I was like, rage, Brian, rage. It fuels me. Also, keep fucking moving. <laughs> we have an airplane to clean. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> that is, I, that's crazy. I, no, yeah, I was I was so angry of a human being when I lived in Alaska. I'm so happy that I'm because moved. you didn't see the sun. Except when I couldn't not see the sun because <laughs> no, it done it, it'll disappear. It'll well not where I lived. It'll just go down to like three hours of daylight a day for like six months. Um, but when summer hits, you will watch the sun bounce off of the tops of the mountains. And it will just not set for three months. Oh, I grew up next to Disneyland. <laughs> wow. My life was great. Except for like my parents constant fighting. But other than that, it was like I grew up 40 minutes from Hollywood, 20 minutes from Disneyland. It was a lot of fun. And it was Sun City. Yeah. And then when I moved to Portland... Like, I was, like, so dark. Like, I showed my boyfriend a picture of me, like, from my senior year. And he was like, why are you showing me this stranger? I said, it's me. (laughs) When I moved to Oregon, all my color disappeared. My aunt said I looked like like I was a twilight version of myself. I miss the sun. I believe you. I also miss the sun. Ugh. Anytime I get to stand in it, like I start standing up straight and I like my arms, I feel like I'm a plant. I'm like, no, I want I want as much surface area to be warmed by the sun as humanly possible. I want all of it. I also think like, like I know people like from Alaska are like, cause I used to work in the hospital and my like quadrant was to call customers from Alaska to check them in for their surgery. And they were definitely never wanted to talk to me cause they were always suspicious. <laughs> And I was like, you don't have to tell me. Like, I'm very calm. I was like, I'm not going to fight you. Don't give me your social. I get it. And like, they would warm to me, you know, eventually I would get them all checked in. Um, But I do think that there, like, there should be a law that if you were born in Alaska, you get free mental health for the rest of your life, right? (laughs) Yeah. People need it. 100%. Like your uncle got ran over by a moose. Like, I know that's happened. Right? I feel like I know a lot of people who've lost people to moose-related accidents. I mean, I've I've had to run from moose. That's for yeah, sure. <laughs> to be fair, part of that's because my brother's a dumbass. But <laughs> uh, there were in the 1970s in Sweden, there were like 70 percent 70 percent of all traffic accidents were caused by moose. That checks not, out. Actually. They're not very good drivers. <laughs> no. not. I don't think there's any moose in Sweden. Just fish. Wait, there's no also moose points. in Sweden? I didn't even That's know there was moose in Sweden. There's moose in Sweden. <laughs> but that makes right. sense because Frozen has like a... No, they have a reindeer. Is he a reindeer? Is he an elk? He's a, he's a, he's, if he's a reindeer, he's a big reindeer. Reindeer are actually small. I think he's an elk. Let me tell you this beautiful, this traumatizing story about trauma with my my niece. She's two and a half. We get her. She's obsessed with Olaf. Obsessed. 
And we got her this sparkly Olaf doll with a nose. Well, apparently there was like a candle flickering and she becomes obsessed with the candle. And she says her mom shows her like taking Olaf's nose into the candle. <laughs> like she's like now hypnotizes it and it starts burning oh. and she's just watching the fire. And the mom's like, no! and the girl like gets scared, throws it and like pees her pants. And like, <laughs> And like now, every time she sees this doll, she's like traumatized. She's like, ah! Like, wait, wait. They kept the doll with the charred nose? Yes! yes. No! <laughs> no, it's just there. And when the mom's telling me the story, the sister who's six brings it out and like shows it to us. And the little girl's like, ah! <laughs> it's like, throw it away. Yeah, what? My family also enjoyed uh, small bits of trauma as forms of entertainment. <laughs> we um, So one time a year, uh, one of the fun things about living in Alaska is that they'll just give you money for living there for the full year. Like you, if you can prove that you stayed in the state for, for a full 365 days, they're like, you know what, buddy? Here's, here's $2,000. Go away. Um, and it's, it's the permanent fund dividend. Um, most people, it just goes to filling your, your tank with fuel, if I'm being honest. But my mom had like five children. And since each of us gets a dividend, uh, we would take the money to go to the nicest restaurant that was available. Uh, it was a place called Two Rivers. And I was like 16, I think. And, uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna get the lobster. I want the lobster. And I And, uh, fun small bit of backstory i have arachnophobia i am for sure afraid of spiders and i knew that going into this but i am so dumb because as soon as this lobster gets <laughs> to my table and it's staring at me with its dead beady eyes i'm like oh i'm terrified and i'm like cutting into the tail just so fucking slowly and dipping it in so much butter and eating it. i'm like this is so fucking delicious i've this is such a weird place to exist in. And as I'm trying to just find a way to be comfortable and enjoy the meal that I've, I've selected, my dad has realized what's happening. And he notices that I will turn the lobster away so that it is no longer facing me. And so my dad then reaches over and he turns it back. Oh, oh yeah. And I turn it away again. And he goes, no, turn it back. <laughs> And I go to turn it away again. And my dad picks it up and he shoves it in my face. And I'm in a chair that's like four poster, right? And we're on carpet. And I shoot back from the table like three feet. And I make a noise that makes my mom come back in from her cigarette break to ask if the girls are okay. And so <laughs> I do eventually, uh, you know, get to eat the rest of this whole thing. And it turns out my brother, the generous human being that he is, had grabbed the front of it, that husk, and put it in his, uh, his to-go container. And so the next morning, when he wakes me up, he's shoving this lobster thing in my face. That uh, is so funny. Yeah, nah, good, good people, great people. <laughs> Wait, have you ever seen um, House of Thousand Corpses? No. Oh, that movie fucked me up. And there's a scary, no, it did. There's a scary, like, face. And my best friend I was living with her at the time, she, like, she bought the doll of this guy. 
and like would put in my bed when I would wake up. Like, and we're in like our 20s. And one time we were at a bar for Halloween and someone was dressed as the scary character and she paid him $30 to harass me all <laughs> night. Okay, but why would you keep it up though, sir? Like at some point, that's on him now. That's not your friend anymore. I don't know. I like that. But the, the, the thing with the lobster story that's not as traumatic for me is you still ate that lobster slathered in butter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to waste that. We spent so much money. Mm-mm. That is so funny. Like, I bet you like being a server during that stimulus, whatever you guys call it fun, must be amazing sometimes because then you have like, like, the restaurant must love seeing your family every year. Like just going. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, they had a, a table off because they knew what day we were going to come because it'd be around. I have a sister who was born October 8th. And so we would use her birthday as the excuse to go out every year. And, and it's right around dividend time. It'd be the same week. So they'd be like, Nope, this is the weekend. And they'd make sure that because they knew we were bringing like between eight and 14 people every year. And so they're like, nope, this table's reserved this week. It's fine. <laughs> Dividend day seems more exciting than what, what was your uh, Netherlands census day? Oh, Norwegian Constitution Day? Yeah. <laughs> Netherlands census day. Yeah, but, I mean. Like, I want to get lobster instead of marching bands. Unless they're, like, marching bands that, like, have a drum line and there's dancers that are good. Well, yeah, there, there are those because they're like the because you University of Washington. Like, they don't fuck around. No, <laughs> yeah, University University of Washington marching band comes a lot of times, and then a bunch of like rich high schools in the area. So you get, it's, I'm telling you, it's good entertainment. The rich high schools don't have the good entertainment. It's the lower in high schools. Haven't you seen Bring It On? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. fun episode that was nice right. yeah it was it was really heartfelt honestly yeah we uh did we learn anything on this one i don't know charlie did you learn that we fucking love you yet did you learn still on the fence about then that. we learned nothing <laughs> okay fucking i learned that i hate everything about the joys of your childhood dances we've learned that i'm a terribly bitter person and yet somehow this is still our most heartfelt episode ladies and gentlemen well, you know what you know what we really learned is that uh, we like having uh, our guest on, Julia Corral. Thank you so much for being on. Big special thanks to her. Check Absolutely. her out on, on Facebook at just under her name, Julia Corral, and uh, at Instagram, the Mex and PDX. Hey, Facebook, Instagram, we're on those things, Chris. We we do we do the things. We do those things, and also YouTube uh, and Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, Shady Pines Radio, Thursdays at 10 a.m. We do to that. 11 a.m. To until 11 a.m. That's right. And then um, 
patreon.com slash everything podcasts our email everything and nothing 2020 at hotmail.com and that's about it yeah uh again bye bye <laughs> you're listening to shady finds radio